everyone. It's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fine. A little different today? Yeah, well, no one can see that. We're but. having uh, technical difficulties, so this, the, uh, the flow of the show may seem a little bit different. The flow of the show has been off for about a year and a half now, hasn't it? <laughs> Since we started? Yeah. <laughs> Not that bad. And it's almost two years, you know. Wow. Yeah. Go us. Yeah, really. All right. Well, our first story um, has to do with the Olympics, which are taking place now. We're enjoying uh, watching them, especially the swimming and the track and field. Um, It looks like a couple of the cast members have a daughter who is competing in track and field. That's right. Kaylin Whitney is a member of the U.S. track and field team. I believe she's on the four by 100 meter relay team. And uh, her dad works for the DVC, and her mom is a server at the Garden Grill. Very cool. So they are watching her from afar. And it's just a nice little story about uh, she's been working on this dream since she was a kindergartner. That's awesome. And she is now, let's see, looks like she's in her early 20s. Okay. Yeah, so good for her. So if you're watching the U.S. track and field and you see Kaylin, uh, she's running... um, uh, Thursday, August 5th, should be in the first round of the women's 4x400 relay. Awesome. Yeah. The next story from the Disney Parks blog is about cooking up the magic at home. Um, they have a recipe for naan bread and cucumber reda. That's right. If you've ever been to uh, Sanaa at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, then you know how good um, their bread service, their bread service yeah. is. And uh, they're known for delivering uh, the bread with... Uh, They've got their bread service is actually five breads, five different, uh, three different versions of naan, and then two other breads which are made on site in their tandoor ovens. And then they have uh, like eight or ten accompaniments that go with them: spreads and sauces, and tapenades. Whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so what they've done here is they've given you the recipe to make the naan, um, which you know it, it's a version of bread, right? Yeah, it's it, it, uh, like a flatbread. Like a flatbread, mm-hmm. okay. And then the cucumber rida, which is made with, uh, and I think it's rida, it might be raida. Yeah, we don't uh, know. But it's uh, made with uh, mostly Greek yogurt and then cucumber and jalapeno and cumin, cayenne pepper, of course, salt. So okay. it's a nice little bread spread. So if you're adventuresome, uh, maybe we'll get Cheryl to make some and we can try it. I think the the bread is going to, would be the hard part. I mean, the, the dip is easy. Yeah, well. But the bread, that's tough to get right. All right. All right. Um, they have revealed some new details about um, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. Um, we have that sort of interspersed here throughout our um, show. We do, but this is a must-watch if you are a Star Wars and a Disney fan. The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Resort, which they did not give us an actual opening date, but they gave us an opening time frame. Uh, the resort is going to be opening in the spring of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we've mentioned before, it is essentially a landlocked cruise because you're cruising through space on a star cruiser. Right. Um, it's a two-day, two-night experience. And uh, Imagineer Scott Trowbridge and uh, some of the Imagineering team did a behind-the-scenes sit-down uh, roundtable discussion where they talked about what's going to happen. It's about, I don't know, 18, 19 minutes long. Okay. Uh, pretty, pretty fun. And then later on, when we get into the resort section of the news, we have some additional details. Okay. All right. Some news about um, vaccination requirements in Disney. 
The Walt Disney Company announced Friday that it's requiring all salaried and non-union hourly employees in the U.S. working at any of its sites to be fully vaccinated. Yeah, that's uh, that's big news. It's huge. And so. uh, hoping that other companies do the same and maybe we could uh, nip this um, spike up in the bud. Hopefully. Um, Tony was just telling me that, what, Florida, what, what is the statistical news there in Florida? Uh, they had 21,000 new cases yesterday, which broke the record for one-day COVID cases. Yeah, not great news. Yeah. So, yeah, time to ramp up some precautions. Right. All right. Um, a California adventure in, well, obviously in California. Um, Spidey and his amazing friends is a new photo wall opportunity. That's right, is a new photo wall, uh, which is uh, debuting now on August 1st, which happens to be Spider-Man Day. I bet you didn't know that. I did not. Uh, But there is a nice uh, Spidey and his amazing friends wall that can be found in Hollywoodland near the Avengers campus. Uh, You can pose for pictures, and then there is a QR code that you can scan nearby for a surprise. Oh, cool. Um, there's a, a new series on Disney Junior, of course, that follows Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy, and Miles Morales. Do you know who those characters are? No. Uh, Gwen Stacy is Spider-Gwen, and Miles Morales is a Spider-Man from a different uh, multiverse. Uh, they form Team Spidey, uh, and they work with other heroes, with other young heroes, to defeat uh, villains. Cool. Uh, the show is going to premiere Friday, August 6th, with simulcasts on both the Disney Channel and Disney Junior. Awesome. So, good for them. All right. Um, The theme park hours for Walt Disney World have been released through October 16th. That's right. That week, uh, all week, the Magic Kingdom will open at 9 a.m. They will close at 8.30 p.m. on October 10th, 12th, and 15th, uh, because they have the Boo Bash those evenings. And the park will be open until 9 p.m. on the 11th, 13th, 14th, and 16th. Over at Epcot, they're open every day that week from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Hollywood Studios is open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Animal Kingdom is open from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Blizzard Beach from 11 to 6. All right. And then um, just as quickly as they put out these um, hours, they change them. So we have uh, some hours that have been extended for some days in August, September, and October. That's right. The Magic Kingdom, August 15th, will now close at 10 p.m. It was originally 9 Epcot for October 1st through the 9th. They will close at 10 p.m. That was originally 9 as well. Disney Hollywood Studios on September 15th will close at 9 p.m. That was originally 8 p.m. And Disney's Animal Kingdom on August 15th and 21st. They will close at 8 p.m. That was originally 7 p.m. Um, beginning October 1st, there are going to be some new shows, well, replacement shows at the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Um, they're going to be having uh, Disney Enchantment will be the new fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom. And Harmonious will replace Epcot Forever at Epcot. That's right. And on the 1st through 4th, uh, the show at the Magic Kingdom will be at 9 p.m. And then on the 5th through the 16th, it will be at 8 p.m. Harmonious over at Epcot will will uh, appear at 9.45 every evening. Okay, great. What else do we have? Some first dates have been announced for the extended theme park uh, evening hours that we've been hearing were going to be offered to Walt Disney World hotel guests. Not just hotel guests, deluxe 
resort guests and deluxe villa guests, ah, as well as guests of select other resorts. Okay. Uh, you have to have a valid reservation in one of those properties. You have to have a valid park ticket or park hopper ticket, and you have to have been in that park earlier in the day in order to take advantage of extra the extra hours. Okay. Um, on Monday... October 4th and October 11th, Epcot will have extra hours from 10 p.m. to midnight. And on October 6th and October 13th, the Magic Kingdom will have extra hours from 9 to 11. All right. I mean, you know, they're substantial. It's something. I mean, it's two hours. I thought it was going to be an hour. Right. Um, We are hearing that the full list of the Disney Fab 50 character collection gold statues has been revealed for Disney World. Yeah, at this point, um, you know, all I care about is that there's 50 of them. I mean, you know what? I don't care about any of it. You don't? This is the stupidest thing. This really is as bad as bus wraps. Really? Yeah, I'm just not interested. Okay, well then we'll maybe we'll skip the story later where we talk about the newest uh, statue that's been announced. I mean, you can just say it, but um, yeah, they're, it's just not very exciting. Okay. That's your opinion. Yeah. I Somebody mean, thought it was a good idea. I guess. I mean, it's not as cool as for Mickey's, was it his 75th birthday where they had all of the Mickey statues that were all painted by various artists? Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe it's neat. I think it's just maybe the fact that we keep talking about each one that comes out. It's just not really very exciting. Okay. Yeah. But we're going to keep talking about it. Maybe, exciting or not. Maybe you're not very exciting. Hey, man. Stop. All right, um, Bob Gurr was featured in a 2020 special that's upcoming um, for the, talking about the 50th anniversary of Disney World. That's right. If you don't know Bob Gurr, he is an old school Imagineer. He was hired by Walt in 1954 to work as part of the team that was putting together Disneyland. Um, So he's pretty much had his hand in everything over the course of the past 60 years. I've got almost 70 years now. Wow. you know, he's been retired for a while, but he is still very much respected uh, as his, you know, as is due his status as an Imagineer. So there's going to be a 2020 special, uh, which, of course, airs on the ABC network sometime around October 1st. That will be a look back at uh, 50 years of the um, Walt Disney World Resort. Mm-hmm. And Bob will have some insight from the Imagineering perspective as, and you know, probably on how the park was put together right. and working on the original designs with Walt. And then after Walt passed with Roy uh, and the rest of the Imagineering team. It's cool to still have somebody left that did all that. All right. Except if you ask Bob Gurr, everything was his idea. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. No, he does. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. All right. In Epcot, the creation shop and Club Cool are nearing completion. That's why don't you tell us about, about that? Okay. So Epcot's new flagship store, the creation shop. Um, as well as the Club Cool location, are supposed to open this summer. Um, luckily, things have been moving along quickly, and they are looking like they're almost done. Cool. Awesome. That's I'm very Club excited cool. about Club Cool. Me too. Um, and then uh, Ratatouille, we've been waiting for that to open. Um, that's going to open October 1st. Uh, before that opens, there are going to be some cast member previews. Exciting. Yep. They are also going to have some guest previews before then. So I'm not sure how they're going to arrange each thing. I'm sure that the cast member previews will be before the guest previews. But um, even though October 1st is the grand opening date, it sounds like the ride will be running before that. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been that's what they've been doing. A lot of these rides are they're doing soft openings. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. At Hollywood Studios, um, uh, 
by Fairfax Fair, Catalina Eddies is set to reopen. Um, that's going to happen on August 1st. Well, that is today when we are recording. Uh, and they're known for their hot pizza, zesty chicken salad, uh, chicken Caesar salads, and more, as well as desserts. They also have hot and cold drinks. Uh, it looks like their hours are going to be 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., which is good. Um, because, uh, it seems like a lot of these restaurants, when they're opening, they're just giving them like really short hours. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I found when we were in Hollywood studios a few months ago was just, there were only a couple of places to eat. Right. And it made it very tough to, to find a quick service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think we ate in mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge. Did we even eat anywhere else? I think we got ice cream or something, but even that, like, I was going to say the scoop, scoopable ice cream place wasn't open, but actually it might've been, I just didn't know it. Um, Joe Gardner from Soul is going to be the next Fab 50 statue coming to Hollywood Studios. That's right. Pete Docter from uh, Pixar and Kemp Powers uh, revealed uh, the statue of Joe Gardner on uh, Instagram two days ago. So uh, that's very exciting. It's Joe Gardner playing his keyboard. And uh, he is the latest, as Cheryl mentioned, of the Fab 50. Awesome. So this is a new month. And that means there is a new cookie at Gideon's Bakehouse. Oh, this is your story. This has Cheryl all over it. It is. August cookie of the month is the Rocky Road cookie. It's made with a base of five kinds of chocolate, semi-sweet and dark chocolate chips, uh, double baked whole candied almonds, and a pile of marshmallows. Um, so that looks delicious. They that are- does not appeal to me at all. No? No. You know me. I don't like I don't like nuts. Oh, right. You don't like the nuts. I don't love the look of the marshmallow, but, you know, I'd eat it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I wouldn't You'd give it. it a shot. And then also at Gideon's, they um, now have an evening exclusive dark coffee cake cookie. Um, that's interesting because at Disney Springs, they exclusively and only in the morning have a uh, coffee cake cookie. It sells out fairly quickly um, in the mornings and it's only available at Disney Springs. And now to sort of even things out morning and evening, they have this dark coffee cake cookie which um, looks pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is it with exclusive things in, in Disney Springs? Because they also have the Up Balloon, where they only sell, what, like 15 of them every day? Yeah, but, you know, they try to make it as special as possible. If you're, uh, I think if you're paying, how much are their cookies? $6 a piece or something mm-hmm. like that? Um, you want to feel like it's a unique and special experience. Okay. Uh, the construction is continuing on the new monorail station at the Polynesian. So that is coming along. Yeah, our um, friend Dave is there this week. I he? wonder if he's uh, encountered any issues, you know, right. uh, walking over to the Ticket and Transportation Center. Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't done before the resort opened, and there is still quite a bit of work to be done. So I, even though it's coming along, not going to be opening It's still going to be another month or two, yeah. probably. Yep. Um, a little more news on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, I think this is just really some information from that video. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it or me? Uh, why don't you uh, tell me what they are since we <laughs> okay. know we're having technical difficulties today. So Galactic Star Cruiser guests are going to be able to participate in scavenger hunt tie-ins during their Batu excursion. That's right. Part of the experience, uh, although you are on a Star Cruiser, uh, there is going to be a shuttle that will take guests from the Star Cruiser to a spaceport on Batu where they will uh, uh, get out of the shuttle and be able to go on planet for a short period of time. And they have worked some uh, scavenger hunts into this. Uh, guests are going to be able to participate as much or as little as they want. 
Um, you know, the, the, the tough thing with this resort, it is, is a boutique experience, mm-hmm. a yep. boutique resort. And the pricing is not out yet, but they're talking of it being between $700 to $1,000 per night per person. Mm-hmm. So you look, it's a two-night experience, two grand, you know, let's call it 800 a person, 1600 right. for two nights. Right. Time our, fam- our family of four has no interest in doing it. No, so, just you. And it's not the type of thing where you can say, well, Tony, you go do your little you know, right. scavenger hunt thing, we're going to go to Disney Springs. Or sit by the pool. Well, well, there is a pool. Yeah. Was um, it indoors or outdoors? Indoors. Yeah. I don't want to sit by an indoor pool. Uh, actually, I'm not even sure that there is a pool. Um, and, you know, you can't leave because you're in the middle of space. You can't get to Disney Springs. Right. So it, it's the ultimate in like a role-playing cosplay type of awesome. environment it's if just, you're into that. Right. But for a family, if your entire family is not Star Wars fans – yeah. It's not going to be Hopefully, I don't remember, but it. hopefully most of their rooms are for two people because I think it's going to be either couples that are both into it or right. best friends they or are, that kind of thing. They are uh, queen beds with two bunks. Mm, yeah. So they do accommodate four. Um, They're not going to need to. You know, I can see me and Dave going. Right. You know, because it just doesn't I'm, make yeah, sense. I'm it, not going. I'm not, I'm not going You're that. not going to shell out the money for that. No. Yeah. But let's, let's tell us what else we can learn uh, from... Uh, about the Star Wars Resort. Um, so they'll also be able to find out who bought the coaxium they stole on the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run while you know while they're participating in their Galactic Star Cruiser experience. Right. So part part of the mission on Millennium Falcon uh, Smuggler's Run is that you are going after coaxium, which was introduced to us in the Han Solo uh, standalone movie a few years ago, and. You know, you you steal it, but you don't know what happens. Well, part of the storyline is that while you're on the Galactic Star Cruiser, you learn who you are stealing it for, and then you get to deliver it. So you learn who you're stealing it for. You ride Smuggler's Run. You steal however much you can. When you get back to the uh, Star Cruiser, you actually sell it to the buyer. So, you know, they've they've woven these stories along. And the interesting thing is that the stories... The adventures that take place on the cruise ship tie into what goes on on Batu, which ties into the entire Star Wars universe. So there's this, you know, everything is like in play. You know, at some point, Kylo Ren comes to the Galactic Star Cruiser and you get attacked by the First Order. So there's there's all sorts of stuff that's going to be going on. Like I said, it's the ultimate in like role-playing Star Wars experiences. Right. Okay. And then um, they also talked about some of the food that's coming to the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. Um, it's a lot of very interesting looking things. The chefs are being very creative. Um, a lot of it has to do with look less and uh, less with um, being super inventive with uh, flavors. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they just have it looking like a lot of the things that are available that would be available on, uh, I don't know, some planet. Right. You know, I don't you know, know what planet, but... They're doing things, uh, like Shell said, a lot of it is presentation. Um, they're doing, you know, shrimp, but they've dyed it blue. Right. Um, so there's a lot of colors involved. There's a lot of textures. Uh, if you've eaten at Oga's Cantina, uh, you know, you've seen kind of what they do with their foods. We had uh, we, we had that little snack platter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like little chips, but they were made to look like something you would kind of eat in a Star Wars type universe. So um, what you're eating, it doesn't necessarily look like what it is. Um, and uh, they've worked with their food and beverage department to make these, 
unique foods and Cheryl's wrinkling up her nose and uh, kind of shaking her head at it as I talk. Yeah, it's it's not really my cup of tea. Yeah. All right. It's definitely going to be different. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not paying to go. Right. <laughs> You'll enjoy it, though. Um, they've made some changes to the um, experience on the Disney ships uh, as far as uh, COVID protocols. Um, and we know this based on the Disney Magic for their UK staycations. People who have uh, cruises coming up on that have gotten letters telling them about these changes, uh, which include um, not having to pre-book theater performances. I guess the theater capacity has gone up. So now guests are able to select from one of three scheduled performances. Um, They're only showing Disney Dreams and Enchanted Classic. Uh, So I don't know if that's sort of um, indicative of what's going to be happening on the other cruises, on longer Mm -hmm. cruises, that I think possibly the number of shows may be decreased. You know, you might not have something um, every night just because uh, certain people, you know, you won't maybe be able to get to get everybody in on on one night. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. There's also a change at the gym. Um, Guests are no longer required to pre-reserve time to work out in the fitness center. Um, The special classes still are based on a reservation system. However, I believe they always were. So that's really not a change. Face coverings are required when entering and leaving the fitness center, but you don't have to wear your um, face covering when you're actively working out. Okay. And then the virtual queue system for the Goofy Pool Deck and the Aqua Lab has been eliminated. Um, however, there's still going to be a physical queue, so I'm not sure if that's better or worse. Oh, that's um, not fun. No, you no longer have to sign up for that virtual queue, but you just have to stand there. Mm-hmm. So that's not great, especially if you have a squirrely little kid who really just wants to get in the water. Right. You know, one one thing that was interesting with what they're doing over in the UK, uh, they were actually adding afternoon performances for their shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Disney is known for their Broadway style uh, theater shows at sea. Uh, and normally what they do is they split it. So the first group goes to eat. Mm-hmm. That means the late dining goes in to watch the show. Right. And then when the late dining goes to eat, the early dining gets to watch the show. Right. That's half of your capacity for your ship. Even at half capacity for the ship, the theater was not following social distancing. So they had to break it even into a smaller group. Right. So they had broken it into, I think they were doing two shows in the afternoon. So they were doing the show over the course of four performances. Right. Which is tough on the on the performers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, it was... You know, that was their way of guaranteeing social distancing and being able to leave spacing between seats. So, uh, you know, it'll all come together eventually. I guess. I'm a little nervous. Like, we're finally getting back to cruising and the numbers for COVID are just ridiculous. Right. So, I don't know how long is that going to – how long is it going to last? Are they even going to get these ships going Right. before they have to shut them back down again? As long as their protocols are safe. I guess. You know, and they can keep people from getting infected. We will see. Yeah. Um, the Coast Guard had to uh, airlift a crew member from the Disney... Ma- what? No, go ahead. Oh. Had to, <laughs> you seemed excited about something. You're very excited about uh, the Coast Guard. They had to airlift a crew member from the Disney Magic um, due to some medical issues. That's right. Uh, it was a, a member of the uh, a team from the North Wales Coast Guard. Uh, they were in the Irish Sea, and uh, the helicopter crew winched on board the ship. Uh, and stayed on board for about 20 minutes. And then the patient, who was a cast member, uh, was then winched up into the helicopter and along to the hospital. Pretty cool. Um, so that uh, that's... I mean, you know, not cool that he was sick, but... Right. Didn't we have... Did we have somebody get transported? 
I don't remember. I thought we did one. Somebody like broke their arm or something and they needed to We had go. to go back. We did go back. That's what we did. Yeah. Some There was some sort of a medical emergency. And so the first day we were supposed to be going to like, I think the Bahamas, like mm-hmm. Nassau. Um, we had left and we were on our way and like early in the evening or well, maybe late in the evening. Right. Um, someone had some sort of a medical emergency and they decided to turn around. And bring us back to port. Drop the person off. And like, yeah, you woke up in the middle, you know, in the morning and you're like, well, how are we not there yet? Because usually you wake up to the sounds of them, you know, dropping anchor and, and yep. um, you know, I don't know, uh, tying up and everything. But that was not the case that time. I was like, where, how did we not get further here? Um, right. But that's what had happened. But um Anyway, so glad that he got the medical attention that he needed. Or she. Or she, yeah. Or they. It was just one person. Oh. No. Well, you don't know what personal pronoun they use. That's right. That's true. All right. Um, A new logo has been revealed for the Muppets Studio. That's right. The Muppets Studio released their new logo on their Muppets Twitter feed. Um, And it's a new stylized uh, uh, logo. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be, to say about that. Yeah, you know, it, it's going to be on stuff that you see, I guess there's a new Muppets haunted mansion, uh, show that's going to premiere on Disney plus. Uh, so this is just their logo that will premiere, uh, you know, at, at the front of each show. All right. Moving to entertainment news. Um, Kevin Feige is reportedly angry with Disney regarding the black widow lawsuit. And that's, I do not blame him. Can you blame him? No. no, not at all. So Kevin Feige is the guy who runs, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He is the Marvel president. Uh, he is upset with Disney. Um, you know, he he's company. Uh, Feige is a company man, um, but he's angry and embarrassed uh, for his Marvel team. Um, and he lobbied against Disney um, and didn't want them to debut it simultaneously mm-hmm. on uh, Disney Plus Premier Access. And... Um, you know, he wants them to make this right with her. He doesn't think that it deserves to be a long, drawn-out legal battle. Um, but, you know, the course that Disney's taking, they obviously didn't follow his his advice. Uh, and he's upset. And and he should be. It, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because um, numerous studios during the COVID crisis reworked numbers with uh, a lot of their talent. Uh, specifically related to back-end deals and how much they got out of the box office. Uh, Disney opted not to do that, so it will be interesting to see if other performers, um, uh, Emma Stone, The Rock, Emily Blunt, you know, anyone who's had a movie uh, released simultaneously on Disney Plus, do they, you know, do they end up following suit and suing Disney as well? It's not just a Marvel thing. I mean, you know, I get it that, you know, Disney didn't make as much money on the movies as they wanted to either. However... Um, there's going to be no uh, back-end profits coming from the actual theatrical release just because the numbers are so terrible. Right. Um, you know, and the, the Disney Plus releases make up some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and absolutely, those actors should have gotten a piece of that. That's ridiculous that they didn't. All right. Um, while Disney Animation Studios presents Goofy in How to Stay at Home is a new Disney Plus hand-drawn short series that's going to premiere on August 11th. And the nice thing is it is not the, I, I want to call them dirty new, Goofy yeah. from that new style of animation. It's kind of a little bit of the classic Goofy. Very much goofy. the classic Goofy. He's the 1940s style Goofy. Um, and he will have a series of three shorts that are coming out. The first one is called How to Wear a Mask. 
the second one is learning to cook. And the third one is binge watching. So if you've ever watched any of the old school, you know, Goofy was famous for the learning how to ski. Goofy used to do a lot of sports in the 40s and 50s. And I love those shorts. They play a lot of them at the uh, um, at Pop Century. You can watch them on the monitors when you're eating. And uh, they're always pretty funny. And Goofy's just that, you know, big lovable character. Yes, he is. Um, we have a list of what's coming to Disney Plus in August. That's right, August. It's a new month, which means we've got a bunch of new shows coming to Disney Plus. Uh, new episodes, of course, of uh, Monsters at Work and Chip and Dale. And uh, Turner and Hooch, which we have yet to watch, mm. um, will be uh, airing some shows. Uh, we're also going to get the release of certain throwback movies like the Beverly Hills Chihuahua <laughs> series. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is coming to Disney+. Plus um, On August 11th, the first Marvel Cinematic Universe animated show, What If, will debut. Um, that is where um, it's a branch of, like, what happens. You know, like, what if Star-Lord... Uh, was T'Challa from Black Panther mm-hmm. instead of uh, uh, Chris Pratt. Right. Um, you know, all sorts of interesting stuff like that. Uh, what else do we have? We have uh, Fancy Nancy Season 2 is coming to Disney+. Plus. The finale of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Um, Killer Shark versus Killer Whale from National Geographic. Uh, that looks exciting. Breaking Bobby Bones is a new show. Uh, season 1 will debut. Uh, shark attack files uh that's pretty much it nothing nothing gigantic uh except there's going to be a new disney gallery show on star wars the mandalorian on august 25th and then on august 27th the free debut of cruella okay yeah so right now that is still exclusive to disney uh plus premiere access okay um the jungle cruise Debuted at number one on opening weekend, which was this past weekend, uh, with $90 million globally. Yeah, that was a great opening. Um, I believe it was $34 million uh, domestic, $30 million off of Disney+, Plus, uh, and then the remainder would have been the international box office. Right. Um, so let's, you know, I, I know that we told people we were going to go see it we and did. that we were going to give you a review. Yes. Personally, I was pleasantly surprised. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, The movie had original components, yet it also paid homage to the attraction um, and did so in a way that was not, it wasn't like tongue in cheek. It was just, it was part of the story and it flowed and it made sense. Um, I thought that The Rock did a great job. I think uh, uh, Emily Blunt was good. uh, Jack Whitehall, who played uh, her brother, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, a, a necessary, you know, part of uh, comedic relief when he right. was on screen. Um, uh, Paul Giamatti, I thought, was a little underutilized. You know, his role could have been just any type of jerky villain. He was on screen for maybe five minutes, if that. Right. Um, but you know, he's a big actor, so maybe that's why he was on the screen. I don't know. Um, I definitely think it sets up for a sequel. You do? Yeah. I mean, there's no, you know, it's not like there was a cliffhanger. No. Um, but I think if the numbers do well. They can always make a sequel. We're going to um, see a sequel. Everyone knows I thought this looked terrible. It wasn't. Um, maybe because my expectations were so low. I don't know. But it was really good. 
Dwayne Johnson was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think he really, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a super serious character or anything, but right. he, he was very good. He was funny. Um, it had that sort of feel uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. And in the sense of doing a sequel, I can see it from that aspect. Just like the sequels to Pirates of the Caribbean wasn't, you know, there wasn't this like cliffhanger left after the first one. Right. You know, it just like picked up somewhere else. You know, it just, you know, continued with the legend. And, you know, they did leave sort of um, a possibility for something else to be, you know, happening with some of the same villain characters that were in this this past one so yeah i mean i I can see if it does really well them possibly making us you know pulling some things back and making a sequel Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was good it's definitely worth seeing my friend asked me today you know is it worth the 30 bucks on disney plus for her family of six to see it i said yeah yeah, definitely that's five bucks a person yeah no it's it's worth it you can't not go to a movie for $30 yeah, when you're right a family now, of six. They still they don't really go to the theater so much. They never really did just because it's so expensive for all of them to go. They mm-hmm. would just, you know, wait for things to come out on video, but Disney Plus ended up being a really good option for them because they can right. see new movies and pay $30 for them. Yeah. Um but yeah, I told her, yeah, definitely do it. It was it was good. Yeah. My my only issue with the movie and this is not spoilerish um is that for <laughs> the entire fact that during COVID uh they announced the uh, cultural sensitivity changes being made to the Jungle Cruise attraction. Right. Uh, and a lot of that was removing the headhunters and the natives right. because of their portrayal. Um, we had headhunters and natives in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought it very funny that they have gone through great pains mm-hmm. uh, to remove them from the attraction. But here the the natives are, the are a very integral part of the story. Yep. So uh, just my take on that. So yep. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. And we got popcorn and Chick-fil-A, so it I it, mean, how do you go wrong? It's, it can't be a bad night. And yeah. you get to sit next to me. And I got to have dinner with Melissa, so, you know. That's true. It was a win. That's true. All right. Um, we need to stop mentioning her on every show because people are going to get upset. She's probably our number one listener. Does anyone else really, like, There's listen? a lot of people who listen. There's people in, where are they? Kuwait? Dawn listens. Yeah. Alyssa listens. Mm-hmm. Jen listens. Okay. Alex Myers listens. Yeah, a lot of women. A lot of women. Do yeah, not so many guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It must be your pull to the women, I That's think. Right. You know, I'm incredibly sexy. That's what it is. I am I am uh, rated one of the top ten sexiest podcasters in this household. That you are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Um, the Bourne Stunt-tacular at Universal is now accepting Universal Express Pass. That's a good thing to know. Uh, okay. I think the only attractions that aren't accepting it right now are the Velocicoaster and the Hagrid's Magical Motorbike Adventure. The best things. The best things. The best things don't exist. And that's what usually happens with Universal. Yeah. Something comes new. Uh, the lines are horrendous. You cannot use the Universal Express Pass to get to the front of the line. And then as time goes on, it gets added to the list. Right. right. Good. All right. Is that it? Is that our last story? That's my last story, unless you have something new. I have nothing new. Um, but uh, I'd just like to thank everyone for listening. And until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.